airs and graces, and imitated the Dutch royal family, an amiably down-to-earth clan. The four travelers reached Brussels safely and proceeded to a rented house. There, with the help of a relative who arrived from Holland, the baroness prepared for the child's birth while her husband went off to his job with a British insurance company as a minor clerk with no confidential duties. He was bored from the first day. On the morning of Saturday, May 4th, the baroness went into labor, and by mid-afternoon she was nursing her newborn daughter. Saturday's child works hard for a living, according to Mother Goose. Ella, the Baroness van Heemstra, was born in the fashionable Dutch suburb of Velp, near Arnhem, on June 12, 1900. One of nine children, she was the daughter of Baron Arnold Jan Adolf van Heemstra, once the governor of Dutch Guiana in South America, later Suriname, and his wife, the Baroness Elbrig Wilhelmina Henrietta van Asbeck. Both families were titled aristocrats. The precise reasons for the baronetcies remain unclear, but in each case, both sets of Ella's grandparents were respected jurists or judges with a long history of service to crown and country. Their children, Ella's parents, inherited the titles according to the custom of the time. Ella's childhood was not underprivileged, her parents owned a country mansion, a city house, and a summer cottage, and they employed a small platoon of servants who attended them everywhere. Photos taken of Ella in her mid-twenties show a strikingly attractive woman with fine features, dark hair, a clear, translucent complexion, and a certain dignified smile. Neither girlish, coy, nor seductive. She was, in other words, every bit the image of a somewhat Germanic Victorian aristocrat, and it was, of course, the Germanic Victorian style, overstuffed in furniture and formal in demeanor, that was the standard all over Europe. If not among the royal families, certainly among their social rivals, the landed gentry. At the age of 19, Ella concluded a respectable but undemanding upper-class education, at which she excelled mostly in singing and amateur theatricals, to the point where she expressed a desire to become an opera singer. Her parents thought little of that, and instead purchased her a first-class ticket on a long steamship journey to visit relatives who worked for Dutch colonial companies in Batavia, the Latin name in the Netherlands for what was later called Jakarta, in the Dutch East Indies, later Indonesia. There Ella blossomed and flourished, much in demand for her fine voice, which she put to good use entertaining at parties, for her clever repartee and her air of sophistication, and for her genteel flirtatiousness, Ella impressed many eligible young men and their parents in the colonies. On March 11, 1920, five months after her arrival and three months before her 20th birthday, Ella's parents traveled to Batavia for her marriage to Hendrik Gustav Adolf Quarles van Uford, who was six years her senior and held a respectable job. Business was thriving that year in the Indies, at least partly because at home the Netherlands began to experience a severe depression and relied on the colonies more than ever. 
Van Uford's mother was a baroness with a respected Dutch and French pedigree, and everything augured well for a happy and profitable union. On December 5th of that same year, Ella bore a son they named Arno Robert Alexander Quarles von Uford, always known as Alex. And on August 27, 1924, they welcomed Ian Edgar Bruce Quarles von Uford. But things soon went very wrong. When Hendrik returned to the Netherlands at Christmas 1924 to discuss a transfer from Batavia, Ella and the toddlers accompanied him. Early in 1925, she and her husband registered their divorce in Arnhem for reasons that may forever remain unclear. At once, von Uford took ship for San Francisco, where, he said, he had a good offer of work. There, he